One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about the 11-step process to land your dream job. We're going to go step-by-step in this one. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of mastermoney.co. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about the 11-step process to land your dream job. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at mastermoneyco or hit me up on TikTok at mastermoneyco and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, and I cannot thank you guys enough for doing this, Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. I cannot thank you guys enough for leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. And then check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. As you can notice, we're posting a lot more on YouTube now. We're posting three to four times a week. The reason for that is now we're recording our Money Q&A episodes. So as we record our Money Q&A episodes... We're putting each and every question up on the YouTube channel as well. So if you guys have questions for me, send me a message on Instagram. And sometimes we're going to do Instagram Q&As where you can ask them directly in front of everybody else as well. But make sure that you send it to me on Instagram because you could get an entire YouTube video and podcast episode just based on your question alone. We've done a couple of episodes just based on people's questions. 
So make sure you're checking that out. And we're answering a lot of questions live on TikTok as well. So make sure you are checking those channels out so that you can get your questions answered. Now, today, what we are going to be doing is we're going to talk through an 11-step process to land your dream job. The reason why this episode is really, really important is because the first place that you should be increasing your income at is at your day job. This is something that you definitely want to be doing because increasing your income and making sure that you're advancing in your career, especially if you are someone who wants to stay in their career for at least another 10, 20, 30 years, anywhere in that range, you want to be advancing in that career. You want to be making more money and you want to be increasing your income. And one of the ways to do that is to change jobs. If you're at a place where somebody is not willing to pay you what you're worth, you are much more likely to make a lot more money when you change job. In fact, the national average right now is 16% salary increase when you change your job. Now, that's the average. So there's a lot of people that I know that are making a lot more money than that, 50, 75, 100% just by going to another company. And a lot of people have told me that they've been utilizing our ebook. We have a free ebook called Finally Get That Raise which teaches you how to negotiate your salary. In addition, it also teaches you how to negotiate a salary at another job as well. And we have a very specific system on exactly how to do this. Now, this 11 steps process that I'm about to lay out for you guys today, this was inspired by someone who I love to follow on Twitter. His name is Austin Belkak, and he has a podcast called the Dream Job System Podcast. So if you're interested in this kind of stuff, you're looking to land a dream job, I would definitely check out that podcast because it's one that's definitely got a ton of information on this stuff. And he's one of the best out there at providing this type of information. And if you like shorter form podcasts or about 15 minutes, that's a great one to listen to. But he's got a bunch of different processes that I've decided to kind of compile together here so that you can see, hey, There is a specific system that you can follow on exactly how to land your dream job. And some of these he's pulled from different clients. He's pulled them together because he does coaching and stuff like that as well. And this stuff is things that you need to work on because this is actually a skill. Landing your dream job, in my opinion, is a skill. It's skills that you can build up over time. And we're going to be combining some stuff. If you haven't heard our episode with Jordan Harbinger, It is one of the most valuable episodes thus far on this podcast because what Jordan is teaching you in that podcast is how to network to increase your income over time. We talk about all kinds of stuff there, including negotiating your salary, but he talks about how important it is to network and how important your network is in terms of increasing your income over time and how easy it is to actually network. You don't have to go out and meet people all day long. You can actually digitally network with people. And we're going to be talking about some of that today. We're going to be using some of Jordan's principles today as well as we go through this episode. So this is something I definitely think that you should stick around. Even if you're not looking for a new job, these skills are so incredibly important to even look at your current job because increasing your income at your current job is the first place that you should be doing it. And the reason why is as you increase your income, those extra dollars can be used to increased value in life, meaning spending dollars towards things that you value. But in addition, what that does is it allows you to invest more dollars. And what do we know about investing more dollars? All of a sudden, we're increasing the amount of money that's snowballing. All of a sudden, we're increasing the amount of money that's compounding. And compound interest is our best friend when we're trying to build wealth. And you can start to put more money into the market. You can start to put more money into wealth accelerators, which make sure you're subscribed to this podcast because coming up, we have an episode talking about the wealth accelerators, and I'm so excited for that because this is the way to get to the millionaire fast lane. If you don't want to wait 30 years to retire, we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. So make sure you're subscribed to check out that episode because that is going to be something I'm so incredibly excited to release that episode to you guys. But 
This is something where if you can land your dream job, if you can increase your income and do what you love, then you are going to be unstoppable. I want you to be building wealth and I want you to feel unstoppable doing it. That's what we're trying to do here. So if that's something you're into, let's get into it. Step one is you need to take a look at your plan. So what a lot of people do is when they go to apply for jobs, they go on job boards like Indeed and stuff like that, and they just apply to every single job that they see on there. And what happens is you get limited results doing that because what you're doing is you have a system in place, and if that system's not working and you're not landing the job that you want, then you need to change systems. Stop investing your time into systems that are not working. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through a system that does work for most people because it's built on relationships and built on communicating with other people. Now, if you're an introvert, that may sound daunting to you. Hey, I get it. Sometimes it's awkward to network with people, but the systems that we're putting into place here, you don't have to actually see people in person while you're networking with them. So This is something where if you're introverted, we're checking that box. If you're extroverted, we're going to check that box too. So it doesn't matter what your personality type is. This is a way to increase your income significantly. Because if you look at the data, 40% to 80% of hires come from referrals. What does that tell us? The majority of hires come from referrals. What does that mean? You got to know people. It's all about who you know when it comes to landing your dream job. And you've heard that a million times. It's a cliche statement all about who you know when you get a job. But guess what? It's true. The data shows it. 40 to 80% of hires come from referrals. So if you reallocate 100% of your energy toward building relationships and networking, then it's absolutely going to be something where you're unstoppable because networking is everything when you're building up your career. Playing the politics game isn't fun. Let's get real. Most people don't like playing the politics game. But you have to do it when you're in a corporate environment. You have to do it even in a blue-collar environment. You have to be able to play the politics game so that you can make more money. And it's not fun. If you're not used to it, it's something where it seems like it's senseless. But at the same time, it's something you have to do when you're in that environment. So let's play the game. Let's network. Let's build these relationships. Because if you build these relationships, these can be lifelong connections that you have. And all of a sudden... All these doors can open up. Maybe you open your own consulting business within your field. Maybe you can do all sorts of other things. But the more people you know, the better it is. Now, if you're applying to a million jobs, step two is to narrow down your focus because it's really hard to build up some relationships with people if you are spreading out too thin. If you're spreading your resources all over the place and you're applying to 500 different jobs or even 100 different jobs, that is way too many. You have to pick the companies that you really want to be at Pick the companies within your field that you really want to target and you stick to 15 to 25 companies. That's the number where I want you guys to stick to. If you want to go a little less, you can, but I want you to actually play the numbers game but have enough to where you can pull in your full effort to network with these people. And then what you're going to do is instead of applying for whatever jobs come up that day, you're going to create those specific target lists. So I want you to create that list of those 15 to 25 companies so that You can deeply invest your time to understand companies' goals. You want to understand their challenges. You want to understand their initiatives because understanding what the company actually wants allows you to provide yourself and provide your skills to show, hey, you want this? I got what you need. Capiche? Capiche. So this is something where we need to understand what the company wants. What are their goals? What are their biggest challenges? And we're going to solve those problems for them because guess what? If you can solve other people's problems, you can make a ton 
of money in this world. So that's understanding that is incredibly important. This somewhat is building up a sales skill, but the sales skill doesn't always have to be in person. It will within the interview for the most part, unless they're doing remote interviews. But if you're in an interview, that's where you're going to really have to sell yourself. And we're going to get there in a second. But what's going to happen here is you really got to just build up your sales skills. So figuring out and knowing as much as you possibly can is incredibly important. So that's step three is here's what we're going to do. We're going to research these companies like crazy. If it's a public company, listen to their earning calls. If you don't know what an earnings call is, it's where a public company that's trading on the stock market actually has executives talking to the media and investors and a bunch of other people. And what they're doing is they're telling you, hey, here's what went right this quarter. Here's what went wrong this quarter. Here's the challenges we're facing. Here's the successes and wins that we had. Here's how much money we're making, all of these different things. And listening to those earning calls is like you're in meetings within the company because you can understand so much more about that company. So what I would do is if you have the extra time, listen to the last three, four, five, six earnings calls because they happen quarterly typically so that you can get an understanding of what's been going on within this company. In addition, tune into interviews or keynotes if executives give keynotes. If the executive of the company gave a TED Talk, you need to listen to that TED Talk. If an executive of a company had a talk on YouTube and you can see it, you need to make sure that you're looking at every single executive or vice president or CFO or COO or marketing manager or technology manager, doesn't matter who it is within that company, you need to learn as much as you possibly can and scour the internet for any information that you can get from executives. The next thing, if the company is public, you need to be reading financial statements. So this is part of the research process as well, because if you can read these financial statements, at least understand where their profit's coming from, where their revenue's coming from, where all these financial metrics are, then that is valuable information that you can utilize and use to your disposal when you're in an interview. Because if you have that information, you have it backed up, I bet you the person interviewing you sometimes doesn't even know this information. So make sure you understand and read some of the financial statements. Now, which financial statements should you read? There's a couple that you can look at. You can look at their 10K, which if it's a public company, this is public information. If it's a private company, this is much harder to find and most likely not public information. But this is for public companies. And see if you can figure out which financial metrics matter. You can read forecasts from analysts. So you can go online, read analyst forecasts, figure out what's going on with that side of it. You can comb through reviews of the company and say, hey, here's where they struggle. Here's what they're doing well. Here's the things that they need to improve on and then make yourself the value that's gonna help them improve and increase their profitability. Then you could speak to their customers if you have a lot of time. If they have customers, you can speak to customers and users and figure out what works, what they like, what they don't like. And then if possible, If they have a product that you can use, use the product yourself. So you can see in this research phase, there's a lot of stuff to do here. There's a lot of things you're going to have to be doing to make sure that you're on track and doing the right things and having enough information with these companies so that you can have the best interview possible and blow them out of the water. So 15 to 25 companies may sound like a lot, and it is. So making sure you narrow that focus down and do that research and do it right so you have an understanding and know what's going on is going to be very, very important. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at chime.com slash PFP. 
That's chime.com slash PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier, and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. The next step, which is step four, is to know your angle. So as you research, you're gonna ask yourself three questions. What challenge can I help this company overcome? So what challenges is the company facing? Because I need to be able to help them overcome these challenges because I'm the person for this job. So you need to figure out what are the challenges that I can help them overcome? How can you help them overcome? 
those challenges and think of every single angle within that time frame because these three questions are going to be your pitch. So figuring out everything that surrounds that question is very important. Number two, is there an opportunity that I can help the company capitalize on? Because these opportunities, guess what? Increase profitability. And if you increase profitability within a company, most likely they're going to be willing to pay you a lot more money. So is there an opportunity that I can help this company capitalize on? And how can I do that? Provide ways. Think of ways that you can help them do that. Provide actionable step-by-step tips, just like we're talking here. I'm giving you actionable step-by-step tips. How can you do this same exact thing for that company? And then lastly, is there an initiative that you can help boost or improve? These are the three angles that Austin talks about all the time. And finding these three angles is how you're going to provide extreme value to the company because you need to provide as much value as you possibly can to these companies. And these questions are going to help you unlock that value. They're going to help you figure out what is the value I'm bringing? How do I unlock this value? This is how you do it. This is the cheat code to figure that out. Because unless you can provide value, the money's not going to come. So you have to be able to provide that value. These questions are going to help you weed through that. Now, step five is you're going to build out a list of contacts. So you're going to aim to target you know, 10 to 15 contacts at each company. So you can see why you got to really narrow your focus here. This is going to be a lot of work, especially if you want very specific companies to work at. But this is also why you cannot have a massive company list. So just targeting it down to at least 10 to 15 and make sure they meet two of the three criteria here. So they got to be on the hiring team, meaning this obviously matters for a number of reasons, but they got to be on the team that's actually going to be hiring you. Don't waste your time talking to someone who's just a data entry person. You got to make sure you're talking to the right people. So they have to be on the hiring team. But in addition, a double bonus, it's the person who can influence your ability to get hired because you need people who are going to impact your hiring decision. So they got to be on the hiring team and you want someone who can actually be the influencer in hiring because you've been in interviews before where there's three or four people talking to you and you know very well that two of those people are not making this decision. And there's two people that are making the decision or helping influence the decision to the decision makers. So you want to make sure that you're influencing those people and creating a relationship with those people. And then you want to be able to provide information on challenges, opportunities, goals, so that you can gain the edge that you need. So they need to be able to provide to you What challenges is this company facing? What opportunities is this company looking at getting into? And what are the goals of this company? What are the next steps? So you can get that edge for these interviews. Now, the way to find them is to utilize LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is still the best online networking place. Now, sometimes in some industries, it's not my favorite place to be. But at the same time, it's still a place where everybody is, especially as you get to some of these executive levels. So you got to make sure that you're networking on LinkedIn within some of these companies. This is the only way you're going to find people's contact. Believe it or not, LinkedIn is very important within this process. Now, step six, as you start to network with them, you want to make everything about them. If you've ever read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, this is one of the major target points within that book is you want to make everything about the person. You want the person to do the majority of the talking. You're just asking questions. You're making everything about them Because it makes people feel good. Nobody wants to talk to somebody who's asking me, 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 and they don't even know that person. So you got to make sure that every conversation that you have at the beginning is all about them. So your first email should not be, can you refer me or can you help me out or refer me in? You should be engaged with their content. You should compliment their blogs or their posts on LinkedIn or whatever else it is. You should be engaging in anything that they post on LinkedIn And you should recognize any career changes or anything along those lines as well. If there's a career change, you should be recognizing that. 
And one of the best things to do is to take daily time and interact with people. So you remember when Jordan Harbinger was talking about how he networks with people? He talks about his 4 by 4 method. So his 4 by 4 method is every single day, he makes sure he reaches out to at least four people every single day. Well, if you do that 365 days per year, all of a sudden, you've networked with a lot of people every single year. And if you're doing the same person maybe three or four times a year, you're the person that they're going to be remembering all the time. So if you can take 10 to 15 minutes per day to be networking with people, even if you're not looking for a job, you are going to be very happy that you made that habit. And it's going to be something that you're going to use for your entire life as you build up these relationships. So right when I started to have that conversation with Jordan and Jordan taught us the four by four method, I started doing that immediately. And you wouldn't believe the things that are happening just by doing that. So you need to make sure that you're networking every single day. If you want to do it five days a week at the beginning because you don't have the discipline, that's fine. But just make sure that you're contacting people that who can help you out within your career every single day. So after you've started to talk to people, you've started to compile a bunch of information. Now it's time to do a deep dive. So in each conversation, you're going to get little nuggets and you're going to use those interactions with people to learn as much as you possibly can. And then you're going to ask people about the challenges they face. You're going to ask a bunch of questions to them in terms of what goals do they have and what initiatives the teams are rolling out and then compare them to all the angles that you identified early on in step four. So you're going to do a double down essentially on your research process. So you're going to look at, hey, I researched all this information. What does my research say? And then what do the people inside the company say? If they align, boy, oh boy, have you struck gold, my friend, because if those two things align, you have the information that you need to craft one of the best pitches for yourself that you possibly can. So if those two things align, it's absolutely amazing what you can do, specifically as we come up to the next steps. So when a couple of these click, you have 10 or 15 of them that you're reviewing, 15 to 25, depending on how many companies you have. When 10 companies click, you need to double down on those 10 companies. That's what you need to do is target those companies down because those are the ones where you've struck gold and you have information that you can use to advance your career. Now we're going to go to step eight. Step eight is to actually craft the pitch. So what you want to do is you want to turn those angles that you've discovered from step four and then doubling down and figuring out what the actual angle is. And you want to put them into either an email or a pitch deck. I prefer a pitch deck if you're higher level because it's something where it shows you know exactly what you're doing. You're very well put together. You're very well organized and you're pitching them. It may feel uncomfortable at the beginning, but a pitch deck is something where you can really, really impress people with it. So what you're doing is you're introducing the major value that you can add by doing this. So introducing that value shows, oh my goodness, this person knows what we want, knows what we need. We have to at least get them an interview. We have to at least validate them to get them into an interview. So what you want to do is validate it with industry data. So you create your pitch deck. You add industry data into that pitch deck. So it's backed up by something because all they're going to say is, well, where are you getting this from? So you want to back it up with that industry data or customer feedback. And the data is crucial. And then outline the ideas. And then what you want to do is at the end of the pitch deck, you want to outline your background and why you're such a great fit. And then you're going to send it to the contact, okay? That's step nine, is you're going to send it to the contact with the pitch deck, addressing the challenges, the goals, and all these other things. It's a really simple email. It's not something that you have to be all crazy and and add all this information. You're sending the deck, which has plenty of information in, and you're just providing them with the information that they need to hear so that you can chat with them. So that's the next step. You can say something like, I've been thinking about a lot about our conversation. Here's some of the ways that I can solve some of your problems. And I put together a pitch deck 
with some quick ideas for you. And I've attached a pitch deck here. Let me know if you want to chat about it. And that's all you have to say. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't have to be some long email. For example, in my company, if somebody did that for me and they create a pitch deck and said, hey, I'm going to solve all your problems for you, I would be blown away. And nobody's ever done that before, but I would absolutely be blown away because that's what I want. That's what I want is for people to solve my problems for me. So if you can solve the problems for these companies and solve the problems for the managers who are getting pressure from executive management, then you absolutely deserve to at least have a conversation with someone within that company. Now, after they've seen the deck, and if they haven't said much, then make the ask. Make the ask to see if there are any roles within that company that would fit your skills. And usually, somebody's going to find something if you go through all this work. Somebody's going to find something where you can actually apply And you can get in there and get that interview for some sort of role within that company. Because if you show the value and how much value you can bring, you show how well organized you are, you back it with data, you show all the information that you already know about the company and you don't even work there. They can't help but find something for you. You're putting yourself in a position where nobody else is willing to do what we're talking about right here. And if you're willing to do what nobody else is willing to do, that is the way to stand out, especially in this corporate world. The corporate world is ruthless now. So you have to find ways to stand out. And hey, maybe they're handing out more money than they ever have right now. But at the same time, if you want to make the mega bucks, you really want to make a lot of money, which should be your goal in your career because you're at work anyway. Why not make more money? Because the more money you make, the more money you could put into investments and the more dollars you invest, that means the more money is going to be spitting off cash for you. And the more cash that is spit off for you means that that's the sooner that you can be financially free and have financial independence. So you really need to love this stuff. You really need to get into this stuff because this is the way to increase your income over time at your job if that's what you want to do. So looking to find this information is incredibly important. When you make that ask, if they find something, now it's time for the last step, which is step 11. So now you have the interview. You have an interview with a job. And what are you going to do with that interview? You're going to figure out who was going to bat for you. So that's why in the beginning, we were figuring out who makes the hiring decisions. Who's going to go to bat for you and help you out to land this job? You're going to advocate for them. And in addition, you're going to use your pitch deck to leverage each of your conversations. So you sent this pitch deck out. You're going to use it to leverage your conversations. You're going to use the data you know. You already know this stuff like the back of your hand if you created that pitch deck. You already know this information. You know the data. You know everything that goes with it. So you're going to crush this interview if you do that. And if you have multiple interviews, you're going to crush each and every single one of them because you know more information than most interviewees out there, if not all of them. Unless they work internally within the company, you know the majority of information out there, and you probably most likely know more than anybody else who's interviewing from the outside of the company. So in the interview, once again, figure out who's going to bat for you. That's so incredibly important. It's one of the most important things to know is you need to know who's going to bat for you before you get into that interview so that you're not wasting your time. So that's why we talk about it early on in this process. And then you need to use the information that you know to leverage and show how am I bringing value to this company? How am I growing profits? How am I growing productivity? How am I fast tracking this company to the next level? And if you can do that, there's no reason that you shouldn't land at least one job out of the group of companies that you interview at. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this process. This is something that I think is a skill that you can build up over time. So start trying to network with people now. Start trying to talk through with people now. Make sure that you're talking to the right people and putting together some ideas in your head. And you can do this at your own company as well. You can try it out on your own company to test it out, see how it works, if you want to get promotions, if you want to get to the next level. Because this is how you do it. This is the way to get to the next level so that you stand out from everybody else. 
And if you guys have any questions about this, hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at Master Money Co. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And please, thank you guys so much for leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you guys so much. You don't know how much I appreciate that. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube at Master Money on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will see you on the next episode. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.